Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. We are bringing back the Focus on Female series that John and I kicked off a couple years ago now. And I am so very excited to have Kelly Sikolovsky with us. You run the FemFit Society, and I'm so excited to learn all about this organization and what your goals are and what you're doing to really shed more light on women in the CrossFit space, in the sports space, and kind of like continue those discussions that really need to happen just like they're happening on this show. Welcome, Kelly. Yeah, no, I'm super pumped. I've definitely been a fan and I've listened to you guys. And I'm stoked that you're bringing this back because I feel like this is just so important, especially like just in the whole space. Obviously, we'll get into like why it's so important. But yeah, no, I'm stoked that you that you wanted us to come on. So we're super excited. Thank you. I'm stoked that it's coming back. Honestly, like it got a bunch of really great momentum and we were working really hard on it. And it was, to be honest, it was John's idea that he sort of like dropped into my lap and was like, you should really run with this. And then I had a kid and then like my like life basically stopped. It was bananas. So um, kids do that, right? (laughs) It's wild. It's wild. The first time mom thing totally. And you think you're like over a hump, like a couple months into it, you're like, I got this. And then like, I don't know, some like mystery illness slaps you in the face, like six months or eight months down the road. And you're like, actually, I need to take a step back from everything because I don't know how to parent anymore. 100%. Yeah, no. And that's like why my co-founder isn't on the call right now, Lindsay, because yeah, case in point, her daughter just started school and she was like, I have a mystery ailment that I'm unsure of. So yeah, no, I have Lindsay who is amazing. She, she's the founder of Girls Gone Rx as well. Mm -hmm. So she does all the things and she's awesome. And I wish she was here, but I will be representing the both of us today. So. Perfect. Not helping small. Yes, <laughs> you're gonna do great. I am. Yeah. I have every every confidence in you. So start at the beginning for people who have not heard of FemFit Society. What exactly is the organization? What are you guys doing? Yeah. So basically, our goal is kind of just to make a place that's all inclusive for women in the fitness space. So as far as content. We want to focus on basically those things that you would talk to your friends at the gym about, but like might not be finding out about on a regular media outlet. So like prime example, if I'm doing double unders and I'm peeing myself, how do I fix it? Those are the kind of things that we all think about. We all want to find out how to prevent, but not a lot of people are talking about things like that. And just those niche things that for women that are in the fitness space or that are very interested in fitness, they're able to find that content and be like, oh yeah, like I can relate to that. And we kind of just wanted to make a space where it's safe to have those conversations. There's a place where women can kind of turn to for health and fitness specific information that's also related to like the CrossFit community that's related to women that aren't afraid to lift weights. I know that that's kind of been a stigma forever that women lifting heavy isn't always super common. And so we're trying to create an all-inclusive. So no matter what kind of fitness realm you're into, you can look at our content. We do a newsletter that goes out every Monday. And then we also have our, our website that will upload blog content to We've got some really cool people that we work with that like pelvic floor specialists, we've got physiotherapists, we work with nutrition coaches. So we've got kind of a bank of content that we kind of say like, there's no topic that's off limits. 
And so we have just this place that's a hub that we just want to get really cool content. And we want to be able to share it with women because Lindsay and I kind of like how it started. We looked at each other one day and we had met through the fitness space. We worked together with Girls Gone Rx for a little bit. We looked at each other and we were like, nobody's really doing this. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen like other media outlets come up in the space that have put out really good content that's been super helpful to kind of progress, obviously the sport of CrossFit, but also like the community. And right. we just weren't really seeing that specifically centered around women. And obviously like not every guy wants to read a newsletter about their period on a regular media outlet. And I can imagine why, but I like, know, okay, right? fine. Stuff, guys, come on. But come on. yeah, but it, it was just kind of a natural conversation where it was something that I had been thinking about for a while. Lindsay happened to bring it up to me and I was like, whoa, like that was weird. I've been thinking about that too. And so, yeah, from there, we just kind of, I'd love to tell you, we planned out a bunch of things, but we kind of just went for it, which I feel like just how you launch something like this. But yeah, we've, we've put out about, we're on, I think like our 15th newsletter now. And the response from the community has been really cool. Like it's been awesome to put something out, think it's going to be something that hits with people and then have people like DMing us or messaging me that are like, Ooh, yeah, like, this is awesome. This is like what I didn't know that I needed. So yeah, we've, we've been really excited about it and we've had some really positive responses. So that's why we're super stoked to be able to talk to you and kind of get more people in the know with this as an option. Um, but yeah, no, we, we're, we're loving how it's going so far. The one thing that really strikes me when you're talking about your entire initiative is this notion of safe space, like not just a safe, not just a place for women rather to talk about these topics, but a safe place for them, which is, is really hard. You can't like hundred percent guarantee it all the time, but I'm finding that even with some of the content that other people are publishing or like morning chalk up is publishing, for example, because to your point, they have like really great articles every so often that focus on some of these topics. Yeah. I am still finding just like a shitload of trolls in the comments being like, ew, periods. That was a terrible example. But you know what I'm saying? Like like, like people that come into the comments about really random shit that I'm like, how could you even turn this into a negative? I don't understand. Or like, or like, sir, why are you here? This is not for you. So, and obviously you can't, you will never be able to like police the internet and trolls live everywhere. And I get that. But at least if it's like a, an opportunity to self-select yourself into this content. Like you don't have to sign up for a newsletter if you don't want to. You don't have to follow us if you're not into this very specific type of content. It at least creates a little bit more of that safety environment so that you could feel comfortable sharing your experience or saying like, yeah, I do want to hear about this or maybe even offering up additional ideas for your content in the future. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think too, like, there are certain things that it requires a safe space to talk about. Like I know personally for myself, like one of the coolest experiences that I've had through making content and being able to share my story, I have had two miscarriages in the past year. And so being able to have a safe space where I'm not worried about a troll on the internet telling me what I did and didn't do right with my Mm -hmm. pregnancy. I'm not worried about trying to 
sugarcoat anything. Like, I want to talk about what's actually real. And I think too, especially with like talking about postpartum depression and different things. Like I know Morning Chalk Up did an amazing article with Annie Thoris' daughter years ago about postpartum depression. And it's great to see those little blips in other media spaces where we can then like reference them. But at the same time, like that's a blip versus the regular content, like you're kind of saying. So to have like a place where, yeah, if you don't want to read about this, cool. Don't follow us. Don't subscribe. That's awesome. But there's just so many people that I think could benefit from this space that it's like, you know what, if you're interested in this content, if you want to find other like-minded women who want to know about these things too, like we want to create that space. And one of our big things when we were making like our mission statement, AKA when we were working with AI to try to make our mission statement (laughs) there, God bless, God bless AI. But we really wanted to be inclusive and we wanted it to be like the same way we're saying all fitness levels. Like this isn't just something for elite athletes. This isn't just something for beginners. It's the same way that we said we wanted it to be all inclusive with our content. Like recently I wrote an article as someone who wants children. I wrote an article about how you don't have to want children and we want to try to cover every different kind of demographic that women are experiencing because we want it to feel like a space for everybody. So if you can't relate to something, we want to try to find another way that we can really just loop everybody in and try to make it a space where, yeah, people want to read our newsletters. People want to have fun content, serious content. Like we're just kind of trying to hit a little bit of everything. And we're also trying to make it fun. Like we joke around, we like put up funny stories, funny Instagram posts. Like I'm a huge fan of making all the viral videos that have the little like movie clips on the bottom. Like, yeah, perfect. You know, I'm behind those just like cackling while I'm making them. And I'm like, most of the time I'm just laughing. So like maybe someone else will laugh. (laughs) I think that's the best way to create content. It's like, I kind of like it. Maybe someone else will like it too. Exactly. And then all of a sudden people keep sharing it and I'm like, validation. This is It, It matters. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think there's a real power in being able to share your story, whether it's uh, a difficult time you've been through, like your miscarriages or like a fun time or an accomplishment. Like I think, I think creating a space where the content reflects really individualized stories can give people an enormous sense of power, not only in them being able to share their own stories and then have that, like you said, validated by the people who are reading it, but also by the people reading it who may or may not be comfortable or at the level yet where they can share their own or may have felt isolated because of the thing that they have been through. And I just feel like creating like a, like a peer network of folks who can talk about, of women specifically, who can talk about things that only apply to us. It's an exclusive club, but it's an inclusive club. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It just, it just is really making something that I feel like has been lacking in our space. I mean, it's truly why I even started these episodes when I did is because like you said, like there's a lot of content, there's a lot of wonderful people putting out awesome stuff, but there is a lack of, I don't know, just like, just like stuff that can flex across the female experience specifically which yeah. is a vast experience right in it's, and of it's, itself. it's a wide one and i i feel like people kind of forget sometimes that fitness while it's definitely evolving is still such a male 
dominated space Mm -hmm. in like its messaging in like its media it like you're saying like there's something missing to that female aspect of things you can't really put your finger on it but it's just makes this a little bit refreshing to anyone who's seen it because like there aren't a ton of people doing things like this and I think too like like to your point like having people who are going through something that might not be ready to tell their story to be able to read it like when I was writing about my experiences like I mean I I did a deep dive into just very dark times that I was in and was very raw and vulnerable because that was what that piece lended to be and I got probably 10 DMs from women Mm -hmm. who were like, I literally had a miscarriage yesterday and Mm -hmm. I needed to read this. And Mm -hmm. to me, like everything we do from now on is a bonus because that was the only thing that I like that made it all worth it to me. All of the time I put in and even just like making myself kind of relive some Mm -hmm. traumatic experiences because I honestly part of the reason why Lindsay and I really wanted to start this so I had my first miscarriage and Lindsay and I were talking and Lindsay said I had a miscarriage too and oh no way yeah I remember looking at her and being like why didn't anyone tell us about this Mm -hmm. tell us about how much it sucks tell us what to expect after yeah and it it almost made me frustrated because I was thinking oh, all these other women out there are going through this, but nobody's talking about it. Yeah. And it's it's similar kind of feedback that I hear from friends of mine who have struggled with postpartum depression. Oh, yeah. Going through it, but who's talking about it? And who's Mm -hmm. talking about it publicly? And that's been something that was a huge motivator for us. And I, even after we started FemFit, I was super nervous to share my story because- it's just so vulnerable and so raw and so personal, but to see how people reacted to it, it was almost like that encouragement that I need to then, okay, cool. We said nothing's going to be off the table with our content. Now, really like nothing's off the table because clearly this is what people are responding to. And so, yeah, it was almost encouragement for us to be able to, okay, this might not be the comfiest stuff to talk about, but things aren't always going to be comfy. Things aren't always going to be like, if we covered everything that's just positive all the time, like we're going to miss so much of what it is to be a woman. Like being a woman is a lot about sacrifice. I know we're going to delve a lot more into, and like you can obviously relate to this, like having a career and also being a mom, which Mm -hmm. is something that for some reason, people like to talk about how you can have it all, but it's so hard. It's you so really hard. mean you can do it all. You right? should do all the things. That's what it's that like, means. Just don't ever sleep and you can do it all. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, yeah. cool. Easy. Perfect. Fix. Got yeah. it. No. And so, yeah, it's just like things like that where we, we just want it to be real. And that's, yeah. I think, like what me opening up a little bit more. And like Lindsay, I the other day, she dropped her daughter off to school for the first time. She was like, 
I'm not crying. You're crying. And I was like, no, you need to write about this because yeah, huh? only moms out there will read this and be like, oh my God, same. Like <laughs> I, I met one of my favorite mom friends the first day that I ever dropped my kid off at daycare. And I was a hot fucking mess in the parking lot, just like weeping openly, like ugly crying like at my car. In your seat. Totally, 100%. Just like, like, kind of like crouching down in my exactly. seat. Like, no one can see me. And yeah. she came up to me and she was just like, hey, do you want to like go get a coffee? And I was like, yeah. She just like hands you a tissue. <laughs> She's she was like, crying. I've been there. She was Aww. like, I've been there. My kid's been coming here for six months and it's great. Like, let's go talk. And and very, our shared experiences go from big, from miscarriage and postpartum depression yeah. to small moments of like, I fucking stubbed my toe this morning and my kid was crying and then he shit his pants and I had to get yeah. him in the car. And like, it's it's just like, it's a, it's crazy what kinds of things open up when one person is brave enough to share their story and now people come out of the woodwork being like oh me too thank god it's not just me and I feel like what what is truly missing in our space is not necessarily even the content because to your point like there's blips of it here and there like it's not like these stories are fully untold they're just like what I think is missing is a place of authority where they live our sport is so new, right? And I know that this is this is fitness in general, but coming at it through a CrossFit lens, like yeah. our sport is so new that we're still on the development path of the podcasts that really are the ones that you turn to or the publications that are really the ones that you turn to. We don't have much, right? Like we have Morning Chalk Up that sort of like has been coming up through the very beginning. Yeah. And then, you know, we have like one or two folks who are kind of like well-known for numbers and stats and data and things like that. But I feel like all of us, myself included on this podcast are still trying to come up and like be some of the the names that you think of or that you turn yeah. to when you need a resource for a specific thing. Mm -hmm. And so what I do think is missing is that real sense of authority that like, no, you are the resource for women in the space. Like that, that I think is what you guys are striving to be in my mind because yeah. of all the thought that you put into it and all of the notes on inclusivity and all of the different things that you're, you're working toward. Like, that's what I would really like to see is like less frustration that there's not a lot of info out there for us. Cause there's not like it blows <laughs> <laughs> like, no matter what stage of life you're going to, like if you're a woman and you're into fitness and you have questions, like there are too many answers and there's too much misinformation and there's too much, you too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's too many, there are too many fake Instagram, happy people who aren't telling the stories of miscarriage or postpartum depression. When I, when I had my kid, I was, I had postpartum anxiety only. And no one really talks about that in a silo oh, of itself no, and what it does to you. Everyone understands that there's other like other things, mental right? Health related post. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I went on a tirade. I think I went on like two or three different podcasts where I talked about like I also had a traumatic birth and oh, like gosh, people don't yeah. talk about how that goes down. And like I was just so mad and frustrated that there weren't resources for me. And that the first thing my OB offered was like, "Well, do you want to get on a pill?" And like, no shame in that game if you need to get on any kind of pill, go for it. But I was like, 
really? Like, you don't want to even just like talk to me first? Or could yeah, I maybe like, get a therapist? Or like, between this, yeah. Like, try acupuncture. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Journaling. Like, I yeah. tried everything, but there were no resources. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to find that shit on my own. And so, you know, couple that with like the barbell is my therapy. There weren't a lot of places to be like, here's a story where you can relate and here's people who think like you and here's whatever. So I just, I, I do love what you're doing in that respect. And I hope that you can continue growing it because I really think we need as women in fitness, we need a hub that we can trust where I can be like, I, I, I do have questions about miscarriage, whether it's happened to me or I'm worried that it's happening to me, or I just want to do all the research in the world. I just want to know, where do I go? Oh, I, you know what? At least I know I, I can go here because there's real women sharing their stories. And there's, I know you've got some stuff from experts and you've got, you know, when, when people need to step in and really be that voice of authority, that also is there. So that's important. Yeah, for sure. And like, yeah, exactly like you said, like we want to be the place to go. And like, I think of you like trying to deal with postpartum anxiety and wouldn't it have been so cool if you could have been like, you know what, let me like, go to this website or let me like check out this newsletter that I get because they seem like this would be something that they would cover. And yeah, like I, I think about if I had some of the resources that mm -hmm. I'm hoping to create, like it's almost one of those things where you're like, what did I need when I was this age? Like, what did yeah. I need in this phase of life that I, if I read this would have benefited from it. And it's, yeah, that's really just our goal is to have a place and have a voice and something that I also find super interesting that like I would love to dive into as well is being a competitive athlete and yeah. having aspirations to have a family like we see like Tia I will say that Tia having a baby was such a great step forward for awareness of pregnancy of like postpartum like recovery like she did that track with pliability that's like mm -hmm. amazing and I love that that's becoming more common like I hate to say like having a baby is trendy because like shocker people have been doing it forever but yeah it, it's at least giving a little bit more of a spotlight to it but you watch these competitive women that are pushing their bodies that are doing everything they can to perform in the sport and then all of a sudden they have to turn it off to go have a family to go have a baby and some of these women, like I know Lauren Khalil talked to Kelsey Keel about freezing her eggs. Like yeah. things like that are things that women specifically in elite fitness need to think about. And who's talking to them about it? Like nobody is. And yeah. so that's this, the kind of things that I want even women who are elite athletes to be able to come to our website, our resources, our social media, be able to find like something for them. And yeah, it's just, it's something unique to women. Male athletes don't need to think about, oh, well, like I, you know, you hate the term, my biological clock is ticking, but at the same time, men don't need to it's worry about not, it. Yeah, yeah. Not nearly, exactly. not nearly as much at 100%. least. But like, yeah, these are things that women that are in competitive athletics, like they I'm sure have in the back of their mind and yeah. it's, yeah, like I wouldn't know where to turn to for resources like that. And yeah, that's one of the things that we're just, we're just trying to put content out there for everybody that will be something that, yeah, anyone can really relate to. And I love that that mom 
stopped you and actually chit-chatted with you. I'm oh, like for sure. going way back, but yep. like yep. how many times have we seen someone like low-key crying that you're like, oh, I'm sure they'll be fine. But she was yeah. like, no, not today. Yep. Today yep. I'm going to block off my day yep. to speak that girl. Like that mom needs to come to the FemFit Society. Because she does. She I, does. I love her vibe. I love her vibe. Yeah. And, like, and to this day, that was you know, that was over a year ago. And to this day, we're, we're real close. Our kids were born the same week. Oh, uh, and so, yeah. And so we're, you know, we still text and, and, and about every new stage of glorious toddlerhood. Well, I'll just like be like, were, yeah, on the same path. On the same or, path. Yeah. yeah. And I'll just be like texting her like, Hey, is your kid an asshole this week? Because <laughs> Mine is uh, a that's where we're shit. at. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we are refusing naps and bedtime. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Same, same, same. Yeah. And like something too, that we try to like, kind of like, it's something that's huge with our mission, women supporting other women. Yes, like, please like, more all the time. Please, please. God. Like, it's <laughs> just, I'm just so tired of seeing, like you were talking about earlier, like trolls on Instagram and seeing a post about a woman and seeing a troll. That's another woman yeah. tearing someone down. Like, it's just, especially in like a space where we're the minority why in the f are we not building each other up like we got enough stuff to worry about here like we like i'm never anti-man but i'm pro-woman because we've got a lot of shit to deal with like we've got a lot going on and we've got a lot of unique niche problems to ourselves that unfortunately a lot of times men don't really have to deal with so i want to create a space where like we're sharing like I do a section where it's like fempic community and I just share things I see that are cool like if you have a webinar about uh, building your pelvic floor if you've got something about like postpartum if you've got something about like just general women's health like I want to share it and something that we're trying to do to help us a get content but b be able to give people kind of a platform to share their content we're doing basically a page on our website that says like submit content. And Great. Yeah. I I honestly think it's going to be really cool because you don't have to be like some writer who's gone to journalism school to include content with us. Like we want it to be cool. You have this awesome story. We want to share it and we want to be able to give people, especially like female owned business, female entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm like women that are pioneering something in whatever industry they're in. Like we want to give them a space to be able to get their message out to more people. You know what I would love to hear who I would love to hear from. And I would like to do this on this show as well too. So if you're listening to this and you have, if you are one of these women or you have an idea of who some of these women are, please slide into my DMS because I'd love to organize some more shows and maybe contact Kelly and see if you can write some, some content. I would love to hear from women in male dominated industries who rely on or use fitness in some way, shape or form in their lives and their jobs, like where fitness is important to you for what you do, but you are working in law enforcement or you are in the military or you are, I've never seen a lady garbage truck driver. I've always seen got to pick up all sorts of big oh, heavy, right. yeah, yeah. Like pick up all sorts of heavy <laughs> trash cans, like a correctional officer. Like, like I want to hear from women who are working in these spaces, who are who's, who are the only chicks in their shift, 
and yeah. they need to stay healthy and active to keep on keeping on for their work. Like that is so interesting to me. And it's something I don't have any experience in. And I bet that they're living like very interesting, sometimes badass and awesome, sometimes right. really fucking hard uh, experiences. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, my husband is actually a police officer. And so I hear about some of the women he works with and some of the stuff he deals with. Oh. And I'm like, man, like, you know, you are just, you are out there. And especially as a woman, like to have to establish that authority. And, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've met some of his coworkers. They are, they make That's me tough. Live, and I'm only five, five. So they, yeah, it's definitely something that in a, in a career where, yeah, you have to prioritize your fitness, but you're also in that like male dominated space. Like, how do you, how do you handle that? And I yeah, think- I would love to know. And how yeah. do you, how do you, I don't even know, like assert yourself. Like, I just, I think of like, sometimes yeah. those situations just like, it's hard. It's hard to be heard even. And if and people don't always take you seriously, hundred percent. And like, yeah. this is the line that you tell. If you're too assertive, you're a bitch. If you're, you're a bitch. Yeah. Assertive enough, you're a pushover. And it's right. like, kind of like finding that fine line. And I mean, I like to say like, I'm not a bitch. I'm just bossy. But like, at the same time, though, like that double standard sucks because yeah. like, think about like a woman who's in law enforcement. Yeah, she's got to be bossy. Like, get over it. Like, she's a cop. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. I even yeah, find no. it sometimes, yeah. and, and rarely these days, but I've been coaching CrossFit for a very long time. And mm-hmm. I've found that even some, there's always a member here or there who like listens to a male coach more than they listen to a female coach. And it's like towing that line of like, I told you to go lighter on your barbell and now you're not listening. So now I'm going to strip the weight off for you. And if you right. want to have a, if you want to bitch about it and have a fit, then you can leave my class. But that would never happen if you had a male coach at the head of no. this class. So it's yeah. even, even little situations like that, it is really difficult to find that balance and toe that line. So I'm just saying out loud, I want women like that on this show. Kelly wants women like that to submit pieces. I yeah. want to hear it. I want to hear yeah. it all. You know, what's funny is that I actually wrote about Jeffrey Adler's coach, Caroline and Caroline, Carolyn. I, I always call her Carolyn. Okay. Cause it, cause I there could be French, totally wrong. So I'm like, I read it as Caroline, but some people have said Carolyn. My best friend's name is Carolyn too. So she's going to yell at me. But anyway, so I wrote about, you know, this is the first time that we've seen a man on top of the podium with a female coach. And the fact also, obviously, Michelle Latondra is Patrick Vellner's coach. And then he's, obviously consistently come in on the podium Mm -hmm. and Carolyn actually shared it and was saying like how you know these men give her an opportunity to prove other people wrong and it's funny because Michelle actually shared it as well and said you know I used to have a man in my class who never really took me seriously Mm -hmm. until he found out I went to the CrossFit games and I know she was on Talking Elite Fitness recently and was chatting a little bit more about this in depth, but she just, she said on Talking Elite Fitness that somebody commented and was like, oh good, all I have to do is win the CrossFit games for right. a man to take me seriously, like, or right. at the CrossFit games, like what, what is the, why would you expect that from a woman, but then your male coach just walks in one day and immediately garners your respect. And it's weird. It's very weird. And I was like, I'm a, I'm a coach as well. And, you know, I, 
I never want to emasculate men. I never want them to feel like I'm out to get them. But at the same time, like, bro, if the weight's too heavy, the weight's too heavy. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to do this with dog shit form and right. and watch it and cringe the whole time the same way. I wouldn't let any of the girls in my class do that. But right. the girls right. would also not have an ego enough to try to do that. So usually that's true. Right? Shocker. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it is wild. And I, so I had Carolyn on this show a million years ago. It was oh, right awesome. after they had gotten engaged. Cause I remember that was like the topic of discussion. I was oh like, oh, shit, you're going to get married Yeah, uh, to the guy that you're coaching, yeah. uh, which is wild. Interesting dynamic always. Yeah. It's super interesting dynamic. And I just remember, I just feel like in my interview, in the recent interviews, like the the topic is kind of always like, wow, you're one of the only female coaches. How is this happening? And I'm really excited for the days when that conversation is in the rear view. Totally. I'm also, you know, in the same vein of like, wow, you're an elite athlete, but you also have a family. Like, I won't want that to be a wow anymore. I want it to be like normal, the difficult... <laughs> normal or like hey the difficulties like it's it's common the difficulties of having a newborn they affect everyone like and i remember talking to pat Vellner when his kid was first born and being like mm-hmm. how the fuck do you train when you're not sleeping like that is yeah. true across the board for everyone yeah. it's just it's so very much a an anomaly right now that it almost makes me wonder like how much how much do we focus on like like Ariel Owen's a perfect example. Like how much do we focus on she's the third fittest woman on earth versus fittest mom on the planet, right? Because it's yeah. such a big part of her, but I don't think it should define her. It. I totally get what you're saying that like acknowledging it and like focusing on it is almost like, why do we have to focus on this? And right, I right. Think that- it's tough because I also want to. I also want to be like because it's a big fucking deal. That's exactly. why because it's a even huge get it. deal. Even get right. how hard this is, but at the same time, like I don't want to draw attention to it because then it's like, well, she's an athlete, like every male athlete is too. Like right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Why? Are right. We, yeah. It's it's so it's the double standards are everywhere. They right. are, and it's like it's so it's every like woman who's been asked like, how do you balance your career and her right. family and like what what man are you asking that question he'd be like i i wake up in the morning and i i go about my day like what like what what is this question but it's just a natural kind of thing like it honestly it's so funny because like the questions as a woman that people think are acceptable to ask you my husband's horrified. My husband's horrified when people ask me some of these questions. It's like literally what? Like, like what? What have like, you heard? Okay. So prime example, we've been married in November will be four years. Nice. If, if we did not like at least mention we were trying or anything, like we were three months into our marriage and people were asking me, when are you gonna have a baby? I was like, guys, like I'm still hungover from the wedding reception. Yeah. Like can we just like give this a minute? Like, okay. And then it just could get like random people would ask me that. It's like, it's like when someone asks you when you get engaged, like that day, they're like, so when's the wedding? And you're like, I don't know. I just got this on my finger. Like I didn't have time to like go tour these venues yet. Like, right. right. And yeah. like, was anyone asking your husband? No, you absolutely guys not. Have kids? no. Absolutely. That, is the, that is the weirdest thing to me. 
because it's basically adults being like so are you guys like boning it's I'm so like, weird can you, can you not get into my business like that please and if it's like your family and you're like no great aunt susan we're not different, different. like yeah like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's just it's funny questions like that or like people be like oh like you're getting older like time to think about starting a family i'm like go tell my husband that who's older than me oh wait like doesn't matter like right right yeah i i will say too like like on, on a more serious note the things that people find acceptable to say to a woman who has just lost a baby is oh no horrifying horrifying is that does that come from like their discomfort in not knowing how to approach you in that situation do you think i i hope so i think that a lot of times especially and this is like any sort of scenario where you just you don't really know what to say so you say what you think would make you feel better okay sometimes like and i i had a friend who had a miscarriage before i ever did I didn't know much of what to say, except I said, like, hey, I'm here for you. If you need anything, I love you. Totally. Yeah, that's it. So when it happened to me and I had people telling me everything happens for a reason. No, no. I was literally like, and I'm like, I'm a morbid person. Like, so right after I had my first miscarriage. I decided that I was going to go to a therapist because I was like, you know what? I am taking care of my mental health. This is clearly something traumatic I went through. My husband and I, yeah, like I was trying to be proactive. My husband and I found this woman through his insurance. We did a joint session. Cool. So I'm like a very, like I said, practical, like to the point person. So this therapist should be able to read that for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this woman started talking to me about my baby's energy and my baby's spirit and asked me if I could feel my baby's spirit still with me. And my husband was next to me like this because he knew that like something was coming because he was like, you've said this to the wrong person. Yeah. And I just went like this and I went, no, my baby's dead. And she looked so uncomfortable. And I was like, you are the therapist here. I've made you uncomfortable because you are asking me some bizarre question about my spirituality when I am just here to like tick this box off that I have done my homework and that I am taking care of my mental health. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a first session kind of a question. You gotta feel out this person and like, are you even a spiritual person to begin with? Because that could be a very comforting kind of line of questioning for someone who does in fact like align with those values. But if you don't and someone's just like, hey, I have some voodoo questions for you. Right? Like, hey, I'm just not gonna track on, yeah, yeah. On on meeting one, that's not not where you should be. I used to switched therapists. I, oh yeah. She was like, let's go for next session. And my husband was like, yeah, 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 bet. And like hung up and I was like, never again. But (laughs) exit Zoom meeting. Right? Literally. And I was like, thank God we weren't in person. Cause I'd have just been like, at least you could like hit end on a Zoom call. I was like, ooh. But yeah, it's like, I don't know. And, and I also like, 
with, with her, I was on anxiety medication while I was pregnant. I'm on a low dosage. Like it's something that I've taken for a very long time. And it's just, I've done the whole song and dance where I've talked to therapists. I've tried to work through it without medication. And like you said, like medication is there for a reason. If Hell it's yeah. helpful, if it wasn't harmful to my baby, I was going to continue to take it. Yeah. And she brought up during my session how my medication might have been uh-uh. part of the cause no or yeah and like if you the therapist yes the the non-medical professional yes got it cool just making sure the one who felt my baby floating around her yeah and i was like kind of still in shock so i didn't really like process what she was saying process the implication and i thought about it after and like you could do some serious like damage. Yes. And it really made me hesitant to talk to a therapist, like even after it happened the second time. And yeah, yeah, I hate that, that you like have one experience, but like when you're in that moment of trauma, like it's the things you say to people, the things that people say to you, like it can just have a big toll. Like, mm-hmm. I can vividly remember someone close to me telling me that they thought this was a sign that I should be focusing on my career. Oh, what? Yeah. Like, like hard left turn, hard left. And, but, but like, these are the things that when I talk to my husband about them, he'll be like, no way they said that. And I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah, because no one's out there talking shit to him like that. Right? They're just not. Yeah. And it's like, oh, nobody's implying that, like, oh, you lost a baby. Like, it might be your fault. And right. it's it's horrible. But that is something that, like, I remember Rowan told me, don't blame yourself. And I was like, I'm not, clearly. I'm, no. And then. Don't even imply that that's an option. Exactly. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, should I be blaming myself? Maybe I do blame myself. Like, well, okay, what did I do? And. As someone who also did CrossFit throughout my pregnancy at the beginning, did lift heavy, like mm-hmm. to other people, like I had people telling me like, stop doing that. That's oh, like, for God's sake. And then I was like, what did I do? Did right. I? And like, I, I talk about that a little bit in the article that I wrote and like, side note for anyone out there that like is going through this, read my article because you're going to be like, okay, cool. Like, it's not just me. Like, no, any right. crazy thought that you're like, ooh, I've gone through this in my head and I know it's a little bit insane, but someone else is thinking it. But well, that that's exactly what I was going to say. It's yeah. truly, so I had a chemical pregnancy earlier this year, which if, oh, if you're no. unfamiliar yeah. with what that is, is just a very, 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 like very early miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And it had me questioning, and I know about all this shit. Like I have been researching babies and things and things that can go wrong, whatever, since way before I even got pregnant three years ago. Yeah. And until I lived it, I did not I could not have expected the thoughts and questions that creeped into my mind. So yeah. it's just very, it's very nice to know you're not alone. And what I love the most about you sharing a story like yours via Fem- FemFit Society is the ripple effects outside of just understanding 
the thing that you went through, but like understanding you said it, there was a perfect example of like, it made me maybe not want to see a therapist again. Like that is such a ripple effect. Like, yes, I want to understand what happened to you body, mind, and soul when you were dealing with your miscarriage, but then like all the things that kind of like come out of that are things that we're not talking about as a society. And it is also related. And those ripple effects are really important to continue to document and to continue to talk about so that other women can be like, yes, my first therapist also sucked and I never saw another one, but I really should. <laughs> and, you know, and, and like, and it, yeah. it totally made me not want to call someone again. And that's some bullshit. Cause you're going to go through a lot in your life that you need support and you need hopefully someone who's more professionally trained than that, but like professionally <laughs> yeah. trained people. Cause when you find a good therapist, I found one postpartum when I was dealing with my anxiety and I still see her to this day once Love a month. That. And she's like, wonderful and supportive and she gets mm -hmm. it from every level and I'm like I know you're really just like a postpartum lady but can I see you forever please you're like no we're friends now you are yeah, yeah yeah like you're stuck <laughs> with me I'm just gonna have to keep having kids like for the rest of my life so that I can keep talking to you 10 kids you're just gonna be yeah, like I'm gonna be like them if you want to cut me off <laughs> in my 50s pregnant and she's like Nikki maybe we should and I'm like no no still pregnant I'm gonna have to keep talking to you I'm um this for you <laughs> but that's like that's like a huge part of it or the, the shit that people say to you or that whatever. And, and so many of these experiences kind of can be related across scenarios, like yeah. across grieving type scenarios, no matter what you've been through across traumatic experiences, no matter what you've been through. So it's just, man, it's nice to know you're not alone because when you're feeling your craziest, <laughs> you are actually at a point where you are <laughs> the most common because right. everyone else going through those experiences is feeling the same thing. And it's so hard to like, yeah, like you have, you have your safe spaces, you have your husband, you have your boyfriend, whoever, your significant other, but if they're not going through the exact same thing mm -hmm. you are, like, even like you going through a chemical pregnancy, like that's a unique scenario that if you don't know anyone who's been through that, who do you talk to about it? Because like your friends who haven't experienced that it's really hard for them to be like, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. And yeah. it was really hard for my OB to answer my questions about, I bled for like two and a half weeks. And I was like, is that normal? Cause the internet tells me like 17 different things on 17 different websites God, and yeah. I'm bleeding worse when I work out. So yeah. what do I do? And it was like, I had like 15 messages back and forth with my nurse OB in the, in the portal. Or she was like, well, no, you don't have to stop working out. We never really tell people to stop working out, but maybe just dial back the intensity. And I was like, am I dying? Like, what? What's happening to me? What? Yeah. Also, what does that mean? Like yeah. my intensity, your intensity, generic intensity. I've been doing CrossFit for 12 years. I don't have a throttle. I don't. Yeah. And I had the same problem when I was pregnant when people were like, your body will downregulate itself. I'm like, nah, bitch. For over a decade, I've been telling my body to shut down its regulation. Like when the alarm bells go off, I have trained my brain. You're, like, I'm like, pushing oh, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. So it just didn't make any sense. And I was like, well, can I lift? Can I run? Can I do this? And she was like, I mean, you can be active. And you're like, you don't understand. I'm like, this like, is not helpful. No. And it, it's, it's always the, the doctors that like don't really understand what yeah. all CrossFit entails. Like. I will say, like, I go to a doctor who is a fit person. Who oh, it's awesome. It, it was, like, a prerequisite I did not know I had until I found them. And then yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Because 
I wish, I wish that I, we've heard a lot of promises from like CrossFit health, right. That they're going to build this like network of people, or I know John's doctor and training partner slash also co-owner of the gym works for wild health. And that's also like an organization that's kind of like has a network of people. I just want that stuff to be more widely known and available and accessible because I would switch OBs tomorrow. If there was somebody in my area, if there's anybody in Rhode Island who is a CrossFitting OB, please reach out. Find us. Find us. CrossFitting OBs are a thing. When I was 38 weeks pregnant and worked at games, which was a wild experience, I had OBs slipping into my DMs and I I would ask so many questions that week. I even met one when I was out there and I was like, is this, do I look like I'm dropping? Is this okay? Yeah. Are we okay? And she was like, I got you. You're fine. Literally, that's kind of how that whole year went down. It was terrifying, but yeah, I think it's, it's just like somebody gets it like and also like somebody gets the the pressure you're putting on your body somebody gets the the actual workouts like yeah like how do I dial back my intensity when like literally my goal is to like be as intense as possible like yeah 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 and for someone who's doing even yeah like it just and we've got some people in the space that are starting to really make breakthroughs Christina Previtt is one person that I can yes. think of and everyone else who works with ice physio too, like, and she's actually going to be on the show next week. Oh, nice. uh, I would have her on the, I would do like 15 shows with her and everyone should go and listen to her podcast too. Cause that's basically what she does is her own show, but yeah. she's just an authority in so many different spaces from like how intense and how heavy can I lift and how, how much can I work out to like, what is my pelvic floor doing to like, can I keep working out? as I get into pre-menopause and menopause, like there are so many things that are very specific to us. Is she writing for you? She should also write for you. I was going to say, I may have sent her a message. So good, good. <laughs> yeah. But there are just, there are a few people really starting to make strides in our space. And the more we can turn to, you know, publications like yours, Kelly, for just the conglomerate of all the things that we want to know about, the more we just continue to get the word out about these really important topics that either are new or have been quiet or have been just weird to pull all into one place together. And that yeah. is a really beautiful, wonderful thing that you guys yeah. do. And to like have the permission for it not to be like, oh, you guys keep writing about these like women specific, <laughs> like, okay, that probably cool. does happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, we do. Like it's called Femfist Society. Like you can, yeah, it's, it's implied that it is going to be about females in fitness and yeah, I, I, that's, that's the ultimate goal. I want it to have one place to live. I want it to be actual trained professionals in their different, different areas, because I don't love that a lot of women get their nutrition and fitness tips from influencers who are encouraging them to buy products or to do exercises that like, I laugh when I see things that are like, how to not get a big neck while you're lifting because no woman wants a big neck. Meanwhile, I'm out here like, I want my traps to be as big as possible. So Hell like, yeah. My sports bra cuts into them and looks cool, but it's, it's still out there. And like, I think we get almost like in our bubble because I'm surrounded by women who are into fitness. I'm surrounded by women who like to lift weights that I see that and I'm like, oh, that's like the small minority. But no, that's just my algorithm on Instagram because they know I want to lift weights. Like that is what a lot of women are seeing out there 
and taking it as law. And that's where they're getting their dieting advice, which I, I even hate the word dieting. We don't even call it dieting at all on FemFit. We call it nutrition because that's what it is. It's, you don't need to be on a diet, but side tangent, but like, it's just, I think as a woman in the fitness space, I forget that so many women are turning to these people to get mm -hmm. advice about health and fitness and like, think that that's healthy and what they're supposed to be doing. And yeah, I, I want to be able to champion more people who are giving the healthy alternatives and giving them actual information. Like I see some of our most clicked on articles are about nutrition are about like ways to actually cut weight, realistic expectations for if you want to lose weight. And it's obviously not all going to be about losing weight because I think that that shouldn't always be the focus, but to be able to know that we're giving information that's going to be healthy and it's going to be an actual professional that is telling you this information. Like, I definitely love that we can get all of these professionals in one place and each of them can talk about their different niche and be able yeah. to like, okay, cool. You want to find some information out, yeah. you know that this person knows what they're talking about. And yeah. Like you said, yeah, like, where do I find information? Google is a vast world that I'm scared to touch sometimes because if yeah. you Google what you're going through or your symptoms or anything, it tells you that you're minutes away from dying. So 100%. Yeah. So like, it's the same thing with nutrition. Like, what's a good diet? You would find keto. You would find paleo. You would find carbs are good. Carbs are bad. Like, so to have something that is other women who understand women's hormones who understand mm -hmm. we're not like men we're gonna smell chocolate and gain five pounds versus men who will drink one less soda a week and drop 20 pounds like it yeah it's specific for women and it's also people who are trained who know what they're talking about and i think like good who can talk about like sustainable plans too yeah because the 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 crash diet or the like maybe just don't eat for two weeks and your body will eat your ass. Like it just doesn't happen that way. It just doesn't. Dude, I'm gonna tell you what, I have tried every crash diet. <laughs> of course. Like, we all have. Yeah. yeah. Like we all have. Oh, I had Nutrisystem. I used to fall asleep at 5 p.m. every day because my body was shutting down. Of course. And it was like, I was like, wow, I'm just really sleeping a lot. And then I realized like, it's because you're quite literally starving. Like. Yes. Yes. I think that, and we could do a whole nother friggin' hour on this, but like yeah. the, the toxicity that lives around the like for exercises to lose belly fat or like the diet, the last diet you'll need because you'll be skinny. Like the, the reason why those things have such a horrific grasp on us, whether we want them to or not is because like societally we've been driven there since we were little girls like yes no matter what we're smart we are well educated and we live well within this community of strong fit females right but no matter what and I said this to my husband the other day we were talking about it because he was complimenting a lift, <laughs> a lift you're like shameless plug <laughs> I was like I had a great lift and he was like I'm so glad that you you know honor being strong and fit. Yeah. And I'm like, I will be lying if I did not tell you that in the back of my mind, no matter how smart I am or educated, I am, no matter how long I've been in this field, I still just want to be skinny. Yeah. 
And he was like, no, no, you don't. You would never, you would never want to look like one of those models in Hollywood or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. And I would be lying if I said that I didn't. And I have to fight that thought and that feeling every single day when I eat what I need to fuel my body. And when I go and I grow my muscles at the gym, like it is a learned practice that I have to force my brain into on a daily basis because it's just like a really old, old habit or an old, old thought that won't die. And when you're like, it's better to be thin than thick. Like it's just, you can't, you can't be raised in this world where we live today and not have that ingrained in you somewhere so deep that you can't shake it or that it's hard to shake no matter how long you know the opposite. So I think that's why that stuff, those influencers and those crash diets and fad diets and systems, I think that's why they have such a grasp on us is because even when we're smart and we've educated our way out of that thought process, it's still buried in there deep somewhere where like if I had the three wishes from a magic genie and one was like, you'll never gain weight again. I'd be like, that's the one. I start and end with that one done. Like so many more important things in this world You'd and like, I'm very happy with who I am and what I look like. And strong. I'm a therapist for life. Eat chocolate without gaining weight. And that's like so dumb because there's so many more wonderful, valuable things in life. But I'm just being very blatantly honest about myself and how my yeah. brain works. Like you can't shake that shit. You just can't. Like you gotta you have to actively fight it. I I drink, but I imagine that if I didn't drink, <laughs> that would be like but the alcoholics. Would... Like I have to actively fight wanting a drink every day. I have to actively tell myself that that is not the end goal. That's not actually what you want. That's not what's good for you or healthy for you or anything because it's just really fucking hard. And I just feel like your community of women would get that. That's right, girl. You're just being mm-hmm. real. I mean, yeah. and it's funny because we just put out an article that was like, if you don't like the ideas and beliefs that women have today don't teach them to the girls of tomorrow yeah I won't take credit for it Emily Steele she's amazing she wrote it and it's literally just saying like a whole article about the only thing sadder than like you and I that are like oh man like I PR'd my back squat but like I see like the cellulite on the back of my Uh video that like didn't love but it's a 15-year-old girl about to go to school for the first time or about to go to a new school and thinking like, oh, I'm not skinny enough for boys to like me. Or mm-hmm. like she even talked about like a girl going to get her first kiss and leaning forward thinking like, oh, like my stomach rolls are showing like mm-hmm. stupid stuff that we've all thought. But like it's creating that safety for the next generation. Like we were all exposed to that growing up. And that's why like internally, like no matter how much we tell ourselves, sometimes we're like, man, I just like want to like look good in clothes. Like it's fit bodies don't often. And obviously like people are making strides too. Like I got me a pair of born primitive jeans that are big old legs. I'm gonna tell you what. That's right. And Matt has their jorts because he also has big old legs and they're Dude, awesome. Stop. My <laughs> husband literally loves those jorts. I had to buy them in three colors. He tries to wear them one color. Oh my God. Matt's going to freak out. Oh, well, they've got right. khaki. They've got. What? Yes. And it's funny because he tries to wear them like they're like normal shorts. And so we walk out and I'll be like dressed in a nice dress and he'll just walk out in his jorts. And I'm like, you know what, baby? You do you. It's yeah, okay. it's fine. Not bad. But like, I've always was like, 
I want to like put on clothes and feel good. But instead, if you're fit and if you're bigger, like me and Lauren Khalil joke about this, about how like jean jackets, like we're literally like this, like yeah. reaching into the back seat. Like I have to get all the stretchy material. And it's, mm-hmm. it's hard because like, that's one of those just things where it's this mold. And if you don't fit in it, you're not going to look the way that these people on the pictures do and these models but like I know that as a society we've kind of started featuring some more fuller figure models on like different advertisements and campaigns and I'm thinking now about the girls that are growing up that that's normal versus like us we're like oh wow they're finally featuring like full figure models and women that look normal and that's what they get to grow up with And I'm like, that's such a cool stride for the future. Like, it's not like, oh, I saw this skinny woman wearing this and I bought it and I looked like shit. It's like, oh, I looked like the model because the model looked like a normal human being who Mm -hmm. has eaten more than a piece of kale today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the the designer has found a way to make this fit lots of different bodies. Some women are really thin. Great. Some women are not great some women are curvy strong like insert whatever here like can brands just figure out different sizing opportunities so that we can all just like look all right be all right comfortable like we all just need that born primitive jort material that's all we need (laughs) everything everything is made of jorts from now on everything 24 7 denim on denim all day yeah Yeah, i'm here for it i totally am (laughs) oh my god yeah no it's it's cool to to try to think about the next generation and hope that they don't turn to all the crazy fads and yeah, like just be able to educate them. And and that's a huge focus of ours is wanting to be able to also influence like moms who have young kids, who have young girls, like, Hey, diet culture, this might've been what you grew up with, but don't make that what your daughter grows up with. Like, set that healthy boundary. And I have so many friends who are great at doing this that are talking to their daughters that will say like, instead of say, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so, you're so pretty. You're so smart. You're so pat, like compassionate. You're so nice. You're so kind and be able to show them this isn't all just about what you look like. This is also about who you are as a person, who you are on the inside and being able to kind of change that that narrative that unfortunately for a lot of us, we have where our value is put in our looks. No, yeah. your value is who you are as a person. Like I put up a video the other day on FemFit. And if anyone wants to take a look at it, I, I pointed out like one of my most sensitive areas of my body. I'll point it out here again. I'm wearing a I'm not wearing a tank top, but like, you know, like the armpit fat area. Oh my God. Yes. So yeah. freaking side boot. Yeah. Yeah. Like side boot. areas. Yes. Yes. Literally like right here. I have it. Like I'm the queen of it. Yes. Yeah. It. I like shared a story about how I was shopping for my wedding dress and I was so self-conscious about it that like I tried on my dream dress. My friends are all like crying and I literally was just like, no, no, look at it. And everyone was like, what are you even talking about? Like, yeah. you look gorgeous. Like, this is like the dress. And I was literally like, nope, absolutely not. Won't get yeah. it. Look, that's all I'll see in pictures. So I had to have it like altered. I had a friend stand behind me, pull it up so that I could see what it looked like if it covered it. And I just like think back on that. And I'm like, the day of my wedding, the last freaking thing on my mind was like my armpit fat. But yet, like, 
that's the kind of things that we start to think about. And it's like, I just, I want to have like my, my daughter someday, like be able to think about how great they are versus pick out all of their little flaws. And Mm -hmm. even that like, shit like that's not a flaw like i lift weights like i have like muscle like it's just we're we're sometimes our own harshest critics and i think totally giving people a platform to read about all the positive things and like find the positive things you don't need to look in the mirror and think like oh this is what i don't like about myself let's focus on like what you do like about yourself let's try to kind of flip that script a little bit yeah Um, can I give you one kind of tangential side note, but still yes, related? <laughs> the, the One of my biggest pet peeves is my son, who's two. He Ooh. has like gorgeous, bright, bright blue eyes. Like what really, that? really captivating. I feel like you have captivating blue eyes. Oh my God. Thank you. My I eyes are very greenish, hazelish. My dad has blue eyes and he definitely got them from my now dad. I'm like, I'm like looking at your eyes like so intensely. They kind of like real close to wall. them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, he's, he's blue. I'm hazel. My husband is green, but he has mm-hmm. these like crystal clear blue eyes. They're really, they're really captivating yeah. and strangers all the time are like, to me are like, Oh, he's going to be such a heartbreaker. And I'm like, ew. I fucking hope not. Like, I hope my kid doesn't grow up to be an asshole breaking hearts left right? and right. Like, no. And Matt one time said it to someone because he was like fed up. He was like, no, no, he won't. He's going to be respectful and he's going to like treat people with kindness. And he's not going to break hearts left and right. Like, what the fuck? Right? Like, it's just so weird. Just it, it, it makes me think of like the way you said, like, you know, we grew up with diet culture. We grew up with heartbreakers being cool or badass I don't know what but just like I do hope that that we can break some of those cycles with the next generation of kids whether they're your own or your nieces or nephews or you volunteered a group like instill some shit that we didn't have that you wish we did because the time is now (laughs) to like change that mentality across the board truly 100 percent. yeah being respectful of women is cool that's what we (laughs) that's like that's what matt said he was like where are people coming up with this like i'm not gonna raise my kid to break hearts and be a douche like that's not where i'm at your kid's gonna be a douchebag someday that's like that's basically what it means and like or it's like he's gonna be so hot that he's just gonna like I don't know, pick up relationships left and right and have zero regard for the people here. I don't know. It's yeah, just how creepy is it that they're like, your kid's going to be so hot. Like it's so, or when he like smiles what? at people and they're like, oh, he's such a flirt. I'm like, ew. He's he fucking smiles at you. Smile. Like he's just a child that's yeah. happy. Like weird. But, it's yeah. very weird. It's um, <laughs> bizarre the shit that people say to you. Yeah. Like we already talked about that. It is very bizarre that people think that they can come up with whatever anyway i digress tell tell the listeners and the folks watching on youtube where they can find you how they can sign up for the newsletter like all that good stuff yeah so you can find us on instagram at femfit society our website simple femfitsociety.com we've got links on the website where you can subscribe to the newsletter but you can also go to our social media click the link in our bio and you can subscribe there. And the newsletter comes out every Monday morning. 
and yeah, hopefully eventually we'll be able to send out more than one a week. But right now we've got every Monday, we always say get a dose of baddie energy in your inbox every Monday. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to feel like a baddie on a Monday morning? So yeah. It's the last That's thing it. I feel like on a Monday morning. I feel like a, a coffee. I feel like I mean, slug. I feel like I'm like drinking my coffee, like trying to convince myself I'm a baddie. And then like yeah. once it like sinks in, then I'm like, okay, cool. Like I got this, but sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for coming on. I'm I'm so appreciative of the work that you and Lindsay are doing. And I think that I want to help grow this community and get more people involved. And if you're hearing this and you have a story to share, like FemFest Society is a great place for you to submit your content. And also slide into my DMs because we're going to actually bring back Focus on Female for real, for real. And I am... As, as I was last time, super open to ideas on different people to bring on or different types of content to approach. I can tell you I already have in the works some more focus on training through pregnancy yes. and some breakthroughs in the research that have been happening there and also broaching the idea of women who are training as menopause comes up and what to do and how to approach that whole kind of like season of life, if you will. Yeah. Um, that no one talks about. Yeah. That yeah. no one talks about. And I know that a lot of this happened the last time we did this, a lot of listeners had questions about like, how, do I need to pull back? Like, how do I adjust my training for my body when my body's going through this shift? Yeah. And like, like some people were like, talk about how to properly scale when I'm doing that. But some people were like, talk about how I shouldn't have to scale when I'm going through that. And yeah. so I'm you know, bringing on like actual medical experts to talk about that kind of thing, because I, I also would like to know, and I'd like to know oh, yeah. people who are That's like huge. experienced in that field. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely, and we'd love to share all of your content as well on our channels because yeah, we want everyone to read articles, hear information and like, you're doing a great job as far as like helping progress like the conversation, especially focusing on focusing on females. Shameless plug. Shameless uh, plug. Perfect. Yeah. But I yeah, I'm super appreciative that you have like taken the time to kind of carve out that space within what you're already doing. Like it's amazing. You guys have people that are listening that will really benefit from it. So yeah, I'm stoked to be able to help pump that out as well through our channels. Awesome. Yeah, I'm so it. glad that you had me on. Thank you so much. Of course. Lindsay, unfortunately, couldn't come, but I'm sure she's super appreciative as well. But yeah, love this. Love it. So for everyone listening, send any feedback you have our way, and we will continue to develop these Focus on Female episodes, and we will catch you guys next time.